Hey there! Thank you for tuning in to Trans Planar RPG! We are an all-transgender, people-of-color-led, 100% homebrew, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition livestreamed actual play campaign set in an original, non-colonial, anti-orientalist world. I am your Game Master, Connie, my pronouns are they, he, and she, and this is my cast. My name is C, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Okahaye, an Asamar blood hunter slash monster hunting expert. I'm Erica, and I play V Nocturzo, your lovable elf sorcerer slash charlatan with draconic ancestry. My name is Lyra, and I use they-she pronouns. I play Manaya Wairua, a half-orc fighter with a sailing background. I'm Max, my pronouns are they-them, and I play Dewey Quirk, an Aarakocra artificer and researcher on the run from his former employers at the Ohanahi Research Laboratory. You can support Transplaner RPG by pledging to our Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res assets, and much, much more. As a heads up, this podcast is stitched together from the video of our Twitch streams. I promise the audio quality improves as we upgrade our gear, and I'm so excited for you to listen to this campaign. You can also support us by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps immensely with getting new listeners to find us. So, with that out of the way, here are the content warnings for this episode. Choking and suffocation, choking noises, profanity, crude humor, spiders, scorpions, squicking noises, fantasy violence, gore, blood, organ removal, and cults and cult-like behaviors. Arc 1, Episode 6 Black Sky Too Blurred for Stars From We Go Around in a Circle From Without Protection by Gala Mukamalova Hair to scalp and horn to chest Dream to scorn with nightmare blessed Blood to gold and flame to rust Seasons churning hope to dust Run like the hare and run like the fox, run like the hunter and run like the stalked. Days may turn and faces change, love may fade, but so does pain. Oka, Manaya, Dewey, and V. The hooded figure stares at your group, their tall, lithe form silhouetted by the licking flames of your campfire that's miraculously still burning in the aftermath of your hard-fought battle. This person lingers on the edges of the light, their face and body obscured. But you can clearly make out the hilt of two swords slung across their back, as well as the soft ruffles on the edges of their hood that suggests it might be lined with fur or wool or hide. And then their voice comes again, gruff and unshaven, and they jerk their head toward the dead lobster scorpion creature. Y'all gonna eat that? What do you do? Uh, I think Oka's uh, blood maledict curse, uh, finally, it's been probably a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would like to think the blood just kind of like slaps onto the ground. Okay. Uh, in like a line where it had been. <laughs> cool. Cool. Got some fancy magic you got there. The fuck are you? I could ask you the same question. You just killed that thing I've been stalking for over a week. My dinner. So like I said, what? are you gonna eat it? No, we're no. not gonna eat it. You can't eat that. So if you're not gonna eat it, can I have it? Oka looks at V and Dewey, and then Manaya, who's still on the ground, and they, like, take a small step back. We 
we need to we need to take something out of it first. Have you been eating these things? I eat whatever I need to eat to survive, okay? Ever since the vanishing, things have been hard out here for everyone. We do what we must to survive. I was just curious uh, of what value is the scorpion creature to you? Like, you know, we killed it, so it's what, you, what are you willing to give up for it? <laughs> you killed it in the sense that hyenas kill wounded prey, that lions drive toward a trap. This is my quarry. Look, you can have whatever you want to take from it, I just want meat. Oh god. Don't we do not negotiate with strangers that we don't know. We're not friends yet. If you tell us who you are and what you're doing here, perhaps we'll give you a leg. For the more you tell us, we'll give you another leg. This is my quarry. I'm letting you have the rest of the body once I'm done with it. You keep saying this, that this is your quarry, but honestly, you let us do all the hard work. You let us kill it. I'm asking you your name. I'm asking you simple questions. Okay, roll persuasion. 21. So this person pauses. You see that their hands are going toward their swords, but they pause. And they go, hmm, I suppose you did do the majority of the work, even though I chased it here. Very well. If you must know, this creature possesses little to nothing in terms of monetary value, unless you can find a way to fashion armor, weapons, or gems out of its... And this person steps forward, deeper into the light now, but you can see that the hood is, is, is pulled forward so much that their face is still cast in shadow. And they reach out a hand, you see their hand is gloved, and they're wearing long sleeves. So you can't even see any part of their skin. And they wrap on the carapace of this creature that sort of rings with a hollow steel on steel sound. This person goes, unless you could figure out a way to make stuff out of this carapace, I'd say it's pretty much close to worthless. As for my name, it's Costas. Costas, was that so hard? Nice to meet you, Costas. My name is Valerie, and it's been very lovely to meet you in this way. And the rest of you? Oga. Oh, Cardu. So that, that's Manaya. Looks uh, like she got her ass kicked. She took the brunt of it so that we could, you know, kick its ass, but, you know, she's strong. She's a strong, silent type sometimes. I see. Costas gets on one knee and you see like their cloak sort of folds open at the knee as they bend. And again, they wear like long trousers, boots, like not a single part of their skin is exposed in any way. They pull out one sword and you notice it's like a, a short sword. It is engraved in a script that none of you understand, but if you want to, you can roll history. I rolled a 14. I rolled in that one. 10. Uh, Dewey, you have no idea what this could be. You've never seen such a language at all. But Oka and V, the two of you recognize it as Morosi. It's from the commune of Morose, which is like to the north, very Arctic. The commune is completely situated on a huge, vast, perpetually frozen lake. Uh, and this person pries off a piece of armor and it, it sort of <laughs> squicks off of the meat and it Cling, 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 like clatters onto the ground, you know, like my Foley work. Uh, and it begins to like, like saw into the meat and uh, the smell- Hey, of... watch it. What? You might hit the bag, asshole. Oka's gonna shove forward a little bit and they didn't see Dr. Elusa find the bag. So they're not entirely sure where it is. Uh -huh. <laughs> they're like gonna kind of like charge forward and like get in the person, get in this, uh, in Costas's personal space a little bit okay but then they're they don't quite know 
what to do yet. Like, look down. The bag. Don't You can't puncture the bag. What the hell are you talking about, the bag? You've never seen a bag on inside these things? No. What? So what you're telling me, Costas, is that you've been tracking these things and yet you know nothing about them. That it's not looks good for does not look good for you, Costas. I, I know how to cook them. I know how to eat them. I know how to kill them. What else do I need to know? You need to know that inside all of these new creatures, there are some very important things that you should not mess with. Like a bag. I'm sorry, but I'm not interested in designer purses. It's not a fucking designer purse. From where Costas had wrenched up the meat, mm-hmm. oh god, yeah, Oka's gonna like push up their their sleeves a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's just gonna like dig in. They're just gonna they're gonna dig in there. Okay, yeah. roll, roll, yeah. roll, roll survival. Uh, what survival. Are, I would ask for survival if you were trying to skin a deer. Oh, you know, like if you're. you're oh, okay. Like I thought this was like it was gonna hurt. No, it's. Not I thought it was gonna hurt, hurt me. No, no. Do you have resistance to poison? Do you have resistance to poison? Oh. Okay. <laughs> 23. 20. I got a 23. Okay. Congratulations. Yeah. You 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 get it up in its this scorpion's guts. Scorpion goes, "Oh, no, just kidding, it doesn't." It smells like a gutted fish as well as like a crushed insect. It has like a very fishy like seafood like smell. You can uh-huh. see Costas go, Ugh, "You're ruining all the meat." Uh, but as you as you dig deeper, your fingers scrape something. Uh, it feels it I'm feels, gonna grab it. Yeah, you grab it and as you pull it out, it looks like a sack of some kind, but S-A-C, not S-A-C-K. It bulges at the end a little bit, and you've, you're like you're like grabbing it by the opening, and it looks like fleshy, like like it's made from skin, and it's like it's like slick with red gore. And it, this it's, is my it's, least it's, favorite oh, scene. Wow. It's it's a little <laughs> veiny. It, it's pulsing just a little. Ew, come on, come come come. Maybe it's maybe about the size of like a a heart. Uh huh. Yeah. As you uh-huh. pull it out, Costas goes. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, uh, okay, takes us a few steps back, wrinkling their nose. They hold it tight because they're not sure if the soul can Get escape. Out. Oka's gonna tie the top with a bit of twine, okay, and then like let it ha- like just like kind of let it da- hang down uh, at their side. What? What is that? The spleen? Kidney? <laughs> Does it look like a spleen to you? No, it doesn't. That's what you're after? What the hell is going on? You really think you can charge into our camp, take our hunt, and then ask us what's going on? What's going on? Who the fuck are you? I told you my name already. You know what? This doesn't matter. And they, like, finish slicing off some meat. You've never seen one of these before. I have not. And frankly, you know what? You're right. What is it to me? It doesn't matter. I don't care. And Costas, like, pulls their hood, like, a little bit farther over their face, and they say, Well, thank you for your time and your evening, but I have a Dabathati to get to. Oh, how exciting. I'm leading these people to, to places as well. Uh, Costas pauses. You're also headed to the capital. What for? Isn't that where all the cool people hang out these days? What are you really going there for? Tourism. Yeah, Dewey there has always wanted to see what, everything they've heard, but they've never been. So it's kind of like I'm sending them on a little trip. Okay, to make see a the collective world. deception check for me. I'm going to use a uh, point of my inspiration for that Matt one. Oh. Okay, let me get rid of that. Oh, 
Oh, minus two. Okay. A six up. Six for me. What are 11 the here. 11. 24. 20. 19. 19. Okay, that's a tie, which means the lying party fails. So Costas becomes suspicious. Right. Tourism. And even though you can't see their face, you can like feel their gaze like settling over your various assorted mangled bodies, as well as like your large weapons, you know, <laughs> that are nearby, and like the blood on the ground and the dead creatures. And they go, "Well, good luck. You're gonna need it." And then they uh, disappear into the night. Uh, I think Oka takes a moment, kind of like surveys their friends, looks at the bag, looks back up, and they say, "Up." Uh, Hold on, I'll be right back. Uh, and they're gonna follow into the darkness. And they're like jog, jog after. Sure, and the rest of you? V is gonna turn to Dewey and ask Dewey, do you feel comfortable staying here with Manaya? I I guess. Uh, yeah, go make sure Oka doesn't, this isn't usually your role, um, but go make sure Oka doesn't get into trouble. I, I you know. If anyone gets into trouble, you know who it's going to be. And then V runs off. (laughs) Oh, that doesn't make me feel better. Okay. (laughs) Oka, why don't you just make a uh, perception check for me? I would like to be stealthy. Okay, roll stealth for me. That's an 11 on my perception. V, you (laughs) blend into the darkness and you slip past the boundaries of the campfire after Oka as Oka without an 11. Okay. You're able to listen. You hear like their their boots crunching uh, deeper, in like across over graveled stone because you're currently in the middle of the god spine, right? Like, you can hear their boots crunching, and you follow the noise, and you're pretty sure you're you're going in the right direction. But good for like lucky for you, this person isn't trying to be stealthy or like run away very quickly. They're just walking away, so you're able to find them pretty fast. As you move away from the campfire, though, there's no light guiding your way at all. I'll cast light. Okay, you cast light on your hand, and you see maybe 20 feet at the fringe of your light circle, you see this hooded figure walking away, and as soon as the light comes up, they pause, and they turn. And again, their face is shrouded in darkness, and they go, what do you want? Listen, you're a hunter, right? Yes. You, you need to start collecting these. If you're hunting these monsters, you need to start taking these, okay? Why? You're just going to believe me if I tell you? Would I have believed someone two months ago if they told me the entire world was ending and the gods were going to disappear? Try me. This is where all the dead go now. There's no after anymore, there's just this. What, like there's a corpse in there? There's not a corpse, there's a soul, asshole. A soul? Like, the monster's soul? No. No, like... All the people that this monster has killed, all of their souls. What? How do you know this? Working for a... We're working for someone who's trying to figure it all out. Listen, uh... Hold on, are you... kind of like fumbles. Are you with the chrysalis? No. Oh. Are you? Roll insight with disadvantage because you can't see anything about this person. V, you can also Uh try to roll insight with disadvantage. All right. It was only a seven. A uh, ten. Ten. Yeah, that's not quite gonna cut it. Uh, both of you just sort of see this person's shoulders sort of stiffen, <laughs> and their head like cocks to the side a bit, but that's all you see in terms of body language. And they go, not yet. But you um, can do whatever you want, but just just start collecting these. And there's a house 
Oka kind of like fumbles with a with a piece of parchment. Okay. Uh, and they they scrawl because we got like coordinates for Doctor Luzos. Yeah. Oka scrawls down the coordinates and like holds it out. You're gonna give them the address of Doctor Luzos' house. Yep. Okay. This person pauses for just a moment, and then they reach their hand out and they take the parchment. They glance down at it and they tuck it away inside their cloak. If you don't want to be eating monster meat anymore, I'm sure if you brought a couple of these to this house, you'd get a few pieces of gold so that you can buy actual food. Anything else? V would like to do something. Okay, V, what would you like to do? V would like to cast Minor Illusion to have uh, a very high-pitched woman's voice, but almost sound like like the wind behind Costas be like, Costas, trust them. Okay, so you're going to have a really creepy voice come out of nowhere whispering trust them? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so the voice voice comes, whispers. Uh, you can see it work because Costas sort of flinches and whips around, and immediately their blade is out. What the hell was that? Did you do that? I didn't. And then the voice comes again. Cost. Uh, Trust. <laughs> what are you trying to do, V? <laughs> What's your game plan here? I'm going to just scare the crap out of him. Just give me a moment. You're just trying to scare them? That's it? You're just trying to make them scared? Okay, fine. Then, so I've done it the second time. V's gonna come step into the light now from From, from the shadows and be like, I hear that you mentioned the chrysalis. Okay. Uh, Costas has their back to you currently, and then when they hear your voice, they turn. They're still holding the sword. Wait. Is that you, the voice? Let's just say that uh, I hear things from the chrysalis sometimes. So you're trying to convince them that this voice is from the chrysalis? uh, And that you're with them? Okay, so roll performance for me based on that. 22. They pause (laughs) and they go, you're a child? I've been told that I've been given special gifts by the chrysalis and I'm going to to meet them at their headquarters to learn more. Really? Yes, I've... You're a... Do you not believe... You're a chrysalis touched? I don't have words for it yet, friend. I only know that uh, there are people who really want me to meet them in this city that we're going to. Take me with you. I don't know. You weren't very polite to us back there. In fact, you kind of been rude. I'm... I'm sorry. I didn't know you were with... The chrysalis, I wouldn't have treated you like that if I knew. I'm trying to join. I'm trying to join the children. I, if, Perfect, if, you, if you know them, please, can you can you take me with you? Uh, if you share some of your meat, perhaps we could, for food, We, uh, I think we could make room for you on our trip. I would appreciate that. Thank you. And of course, I'll be more than willing to share the meat. Excellent. Then we can be friends. Uh, Costas glances at you, Oka, and says, I suppose I won't be visiting this person anytime soon, though I do appreciate it. You bring Costas back to the camp, where Manaya and Dewey, while this whole exchange has been happening, what have the two of you been up to? Attending to Manaya's wounds, looking around in fear. 
Manai's been a little bit cynical and very tired, and she's gonna want to go sleep. Dewey, your ears, I don't know if you have ears because you're a bird, your audio <laughs> holes uh, perk up uh, as you hear footsteps reapproaching the campfire, and you see Oka, V, and Costas stepping into the light of the fire. And Costas, without a single word, just sort of begins to set up their bedroll. I, uh, gesture for Oka and V to come close. What's going on? I made a new friend. It's amazing what happens when you send V to talk to somebody. I did not send you to talk to that person. I uh, thought that you should say that. Go talk to them, V. There's... No one got into any trouble. Oka, you were there. What, what happened? We well, made friends. plenty of trouble. They want to join the chrysalis. I wanted to give them Dr. Lucy's address if they were... Oh, who knows? Maybe well, this one's on you. No, I think keeping them closer to keep an eye on them is the smart move here. They seem very interesting. Not much we can do about it now. We don't have to travel with them. I figure with all these creatures in the god spine, it couldn't help to work. It could be very light. Lovely to travel with one more body, especially with Manaya being a little bit injured. You know, we could stand to have one more person around. I don't think I'll be sleeping comfortably for the next few days, but we're almost there. It's okay. I don't need much sleep. I'll sleep a little bit, then, and I can watch. I'll keep on... Uh, if anything goes wrong, you can blame your friend me on this one. I'll take the blame. Oh, I will. They think, I, they think I'm somewhat important. They, why would they come after us? It might be a good end. Yes. Dewey's not convinced that this person is not a werewolf. <laughs> What? What makes you think they are a werewolf? Uh, you have no idea. Oh, you're pulling out the receipts. Okay. There's like, they have, their cloak is learned, uh, lined with like fur. Yes. They're in search of meat. They love the darkness. And there's no exposed skin. Do you think it's because they're furry and a wolf? Okay. <laughs> you know what, Max? I'm gonna give you a point of inspiration for that crackpot theory. I'm gonna do it. Right. I'm gonna give you a point of inspiration for that. Because it's like, notes. <laughs> like actually I I know exactly why. It's right here. It's written down. The point of our calculations, this is a werewolf. Okay, so the three is not not a werewolf. It's not not well that's true. They're also not not a beholder. So. But if there's no moon, will they transform? There's no moon in Endake, I must repeat. In this world, there's no such thing as a moon. There are still lycanthropes, but it's not related to, like, the moon, phases of the moon. Interesting. We might, we might need an in-depth analysis of, of those types of creatures in this world. Yeah, yeah, later. If and when it becomes relevant, I guess. Uh, so the four of you, you know, Dewey, you maybe bring some silver close to your body <laughs> as the four of you go to sleep. The rest of the night passes without much incident, and soon the sunless sky begins to brighten as a another day dawns upon us. A starless, sunless, godless day. Okay. I believe you were the last person picked for our relationship building minigame. You are the roller. So why don't you pick an initiator someone who hasn't gone yet? Well, V is the only one who hasn't gone yet. Okay, True. so this will be a scene between Oka and V. Oka, roll two D100s for me. Wild magic 18 and 27. So the two prompts are 18, receiving a gift, 
and 27 finding common ground and v you pick which uh prompts you prefer and you initiate a scene based on it i think i'm gonna go with finding common ground i think it'll be morning people are just starting to wake up the rest of the camp is a bit further away i think oka and i perhaps are Let's say we're, we're doing the final touches of anything you need to look at for the scorpion creature. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now that's daytime. Oka, um, mm. you know, we haven't had a chance to, like, really chat while we've been on this journey together. I've, you know, watching you talk with our friend last night, you know, I was, I was watching from the shadows, and I remembered what you said about wanting to lie more, and I was thinking... Perhaps it is time for your first lesson, your true first lesson. Oka's a little bit like sleep grouchy. You know, they have a like kind of pinched face in the morning, but they do raise an eyebrow. How, how does one, you know, just for posterity's sake, how does one go about teaching someone else how to lie? Well, you know, I think you and I, we've, traveled this world we've seen some things that uh you know might horrify terrify some other individuals perhaps and so when you're in the heat of the moment and you need to convince someone of something that doesn't exist it's so easy for you to grab one of these other experiences is it not to be like there is a giant tarantula creature made of 20 heads that is coming after us i'm i'm sure you could lie if you had to could you not well, yeah, there's a giant tarantula head coming right this way, right? Okay. Like that? Yeah, let's... Or let's, like, let's... look, V, behind you, that asshole that you brought into camp is trying to cook Dewey for lunch, right? Is that <laughs> kind of... <laughs> yes, yes, you're getting better already. Um, let's keep practicing, uh, but, um, you know... I, I say all these things because I'm a little curious what I walked into in Dr. Aluso's house. You you revealed some interesting parts of what's going on with you, and uh, I'm a little concerned for you, my friend. And you also had a conversation alone with Dr. Aluso. I just want you to know that from one person who has had to survive to another, I'm here to help you. So is this part of the lying lesson, or are you being sincere? Is this your first lesson? I don't know. Is it? Perhaps. Do you think you can trust me? Not at all, darling. Not at all. As you shouldn't. But I think that's why we get along. Yes. You know what's interesting is that I think we've both seen some things, and it is interesting to me that you hold so dear to the truth that when it comes time to lie, you don't really have it in you because you you want to believe so much in the truth. And I, where I come from, where I grew up, the truth is as ever-changing as the sun going across the sky when it still went across the sky. It's no longer there. That's a little creepy, I know, but still. Perhaps it's just, you know, we come from different places, but I think we still, again, experienced a lot of horrors in this world. Oka kind of folds their arm. Uh, and, like, you know, looks up at V. You're surprisingly insightful. And that scares the fuck out of me. <laughs> well, you know, friend, once again, I've been around for a while. And I will tell you this. I tell this to Manaya. I, I will tell this to any one of you. Um, I've not been in the group for a long time. I have not 
been this nice to people on such a prolonged months of being nice to people in a long time. And it hurts a little bit, but I'm doing it for you because I, I care about you and I want to see the best for you. That's perhaps the scariest thing you've heard me say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. I guess we are a little bit more similar than I thought. Uh, and as this realization sort of settles in for the two of you, uh, you finish your, your your morning rituals. V, mm-hmm. since you haven't been a roller yet, instead of doing another relationship building scene, let's have you roll a D100 and see what comes up. 89. 89, let's see. This happens maybe with maybe a week left until you reach Dabathati. So like up until now, like the five of you now, that now that you've picked up Costas, you hike your way through the rest of the God Spine. This definitely takes the most time because even though the God Spine is just, you know, relatively speaking, the smallest stretch, it's the most treacherous and it takes you the most time. Uh, but Costas mm-hmm. seems to know their way around. So they're able to like guide your group through like the treacherous spires, caverns, and various natural traps. You don't really run into any notable like monsters and you run into like the occasional like you know bear or mountain lion that you like scare off and you like hunt for meat right or you forage berries and you know the days sort of pass like this costas doesn't reveal much about themselves unless you know any of you try to get to know them better why don't the four of you like tell me sort of like how you're spending you know your travel up until a week out before you reach the capital so Manaya slept in that day after that whole fight thing and for like the first half of the next day, she was a little bit cynical, a little bit like mentally just recovering from it. But after a couple of days, she's back to her old self. She's doing a lot of staying back and letting the, the trackers and the hunters and the people who know what they're doing mm-hmm. take the lead. Mm-hmm. I think that Oka has a shouting match with Costas about where to, which direction to go. Because okay. Oka's been the one who's been leading them so far. Okay. And I think they just like get it. I, I would like to think perhaps they get in a shouting match or some kind of argument. They do. Uh, to which Oka is like, fuck this noise. Fine, take us wherever the fuck you want, you know, just like. And then hangs back and walks with Manaya and just like mutters, just like complains Manaya's ear off for like three hours. Cool. And then is quietly brooding. Cool. Yeah, Costas seems to have a similar fiery temper as you, Oka. So when the two of you blow up at each other, it's like fireworks going off and they don't back down at all, which uh, infuriates you probably, but they are also infuriated by the fact that you don't back down. So by the end of that argument, they're just sort of forging on ahead very angrily, their shoulders heaving uh, with with exertion and, and, and frustration. Uh, do we V? I feel like Dewey... Dewey doesn't know, like, Okum and I and V super well. They've only known each other for, like, what, over a month? About a month, um, yeah. But he finds himself, like, because we have this new threat, uh, this new party member that he doesn't really trust, he's been, like, relying a little bit more on Manaya, Okum, and V. Okay. Uh, but he will occasionally, like, strike up conversation with Costas in an attempt to, like, catch them, in an attempt to have them slip up about being a werewolf. <laughs> Be like, gosh, <laughs> I really miss the moon, don't you? There's no moon. There's no moon in this world. There's I know. never been a moon. Oh, sh- yeah. There's well, never. There's never been a moon. Instead of being controlled by the phases of the moon, they are controlled by the phases of the 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 tide. When the tide comes in, when the tide washes out, and it's very regional. So he just tries to like. He just offhandedly makes these comments and just like waits for the response. Uh, yeah. When you make these comments, like Costas goes. 
Uh, <laughs> no, I've never gone skinny dipping. Uh, <laughs> where I'm from, the waters don't really move. And if they do, you're kind of fucked. Not a werewolf. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing. Thanks for your... Good to know. Costas keeps their distance from you the most, Dewey. Uh, and V, <laughs> how are you traveling? How, how's V on the road? V is going to be very performative. Whenever she's not speaking directly with Costas, she is constantly being aware of Costas probably watching her. And she's going to sprinkle in minor illusion at times to like give herself a shimmer, a glow, make it look like maybe like ghostly apparitions, like a swirl around her once in a while sure, and then fly sure. away. When they're sleeping, V will like pretend like she's sleeping and then minor illusion causes like a green glow around her and pretends to like dissipate out into the night sky. Whenever this happens, they seem to pause and look at you. Um, and you can't, obviously can't see the expression, but they do seem to notice what you're doing, like, a lot. And they seem to pause, and they don't comment on it, like, in a salty or mean way, which probably means that they like it, uh, because otherwise they've been very, like, abrasive. So have any of you tried to look under their hood or, like, ask them about where they're from, or are you just sort of keeping your distance? Dewey tries to catch glimpses under their hood when no one, when they think they're not looking. Okay, Dewey, roll sleight of hand. 11. You do not succeed. They seem to notice that you're trying to like peek and they always like pull their cloak around tighter. They walk faster, you know? Like va vampire, ooh, are they not a werewolf? Are they a vampire? <laughs> uh, walking, walking away. <laughs> of you finally exit the godspine and you reach the heavenly road which is basically andake's version of a silk road it is a huge massively traveled trade route that spans the entirety of like the heart of the main continent specifically connecting the republic of talamad with the kingdom of Tulong, the clans of kirtal as well as the championship of nabal and this road also connects all the way to the east to the united tribes of jukai basically the only countries that aren't connected by the silk road are Uhanahi, which is an island, an archipelago, as well as the commune of Morose, which is all the way to the north and set upon a frozen lake, and the court of ravens. The offshoots of the road do connect, but the, the main vein of the heavenly road sort of follows the god spine. You eventually reach the heavenly road during the day, thank goodness. It's around like mid-afternoon, let's say, when you step out of the god spine. The lack of sun, the sunless sky is, is burning, sort of like a burnt orange, pale burnt orange down upon you. And you see, you're like on top of like a, a cliff that winds down. You see below you at the very bottom of this cliff of the god spine, the heavenly road, a huge, massive trade route with, you see like caravans, you see travelers, see a lot more people than perhaps you are used to seeing because you've been traveling through the Godspine, which has like very few other travelers. It's hustling and bustling. People seem to be in a hurry, perhaps trying to beat the starless night, getting to whichever way station or, or stop on the road before their final destination. And as you look over this heavenly road, trailing like a huge, massive, a world encompassing snake, you see caravans, you see people packed to the gills on this road, you see horses, you see zebras, you see camels, uh, you see yak and oxen and elk even uh, trawling this godspine. 
beasts of burden, pets, animals, and families. Entire families of people traveling, they look like perhaps refugees, displaced people due to the cataclysm, due to their ha homes being uh, destroyed or, or expelled or otherwise vanished, just like the gods and the stars. So as the five of you pick your way down the cliff toward the heavenly road, you see Costas sort of go, great, more people. But they also follow the rest of you down this a makeshift footpath that leads you all the way down to the heavenly road. Uh, and you spend the next week, if I may expedite travel a little bit, uh, on the heavenly road, uh, rubbing elbows and shoulders with Folk that look, majority of them, maybe like 60 to 70% of the people on the road actually look to be refugees instead of the usual merchants and travelers. They seem displaced, like entire families, like dressed in rags, hauling their entire, their, like their life's possessions with them in caravans. So before we reach Dabathati proper, is there anything anyone would like to do or say, any interactions folks would like to have? Where does it look like everyone's going? Like, are they just going back and forth, or is everyone headed in the same direction? Um, that's sort of similar to asking, where does it seem like cars on a highway are going? Some of them just seem to, like, peel off going one place or another, but you probably wouldn't know unless you stopped to ask someone. There are, like, a few people that seem to be there the entire time you're traveling, like, for the week. They all seem to just be, like, walking down the same road toward Dabathati with you. So there's no, like, mass exodus of the city as the riots are going on or anything like that? If there were an exodus, you you figured you would overhear something like that. People being like, "Oh my God, the city! We have to vacate," you know. But you you know. Oh yeah. You, yeah, you do hear like rumors flying around, and if you want to, you can try to make a perception check to see how many rumors you you, you catch. You, you thirteen. Eleven. Oh, I have inspiration. Look at that. I'm going to use my inspiration. I got seventeen. Ten for me. Ten. Okay. Uh, so Oka, V, and Manaya, the three of you overhear something that seems particularly concerning. They're whispering about how the gates to Dabathati, to the capital, are closed to outsiders. Dewey, you also hear specifically about how in the capital, Consul Rahim is really upping day and night watch, really upping recruitment efforts. You can't turn a street corner without seeing a cop, or a guard, let's say. I don't want to use cop terminology, I'm going to retcon that. Let's say guard. I think as they near the city... Oka kind of gestures for for four huddle up. They just kind of mumble. I know somebody who's in Dabathati. I'm sure she wouldn't mind me using her name to get in. Oh, good. I was oh, worried sweet. we'd have to rely on V. And then I was also I was also worried. Manaya, we're like we're like twins. I thought the exact same <laughs> thing. Let's try Oka's way first, and if that doesn't work, then V will do what V does. Uh, so eventually the five of you reach the stretch of the heavenly road where you can see the entrance into the city. Yawning open before you is the vast Kagunia Canyon, a fearsome chasm with dozens upon dozens upon dozens of wooden suspension bridges swinging in the breeze connecting the heavenly road to the capital city of the Republic of Talamad. Dabathati. And sticking out from the canyon wall, on the opposite side from where you are, are massive sewage pipes, continuously gushing gray water down, down, down into the god vein, the winding, fast-flowing river at the bottom of Kagunya. And above the sewage pipes, carved into the side of the almighty god spine itself, is a triptych of faces, an elf 
to the west, an orc in the center, and a dwarf to the east. These faces are decorated intricately in a parchinkari style, which is a kind of inlay technique of using cut and fitted, uh, highly polished stone to create images. So think like intricate floral designs on the exterior of the Taj Mahal. Uh, the mouths of these three faces sort of gape open to admit entrance into Devathati, each face well over 80 stories tall and hundreds of feet wide. Um, these are the three heads of Yudabathi the god of mountains, thunder, and war, and the chief deity that Telemadans worship. Through these mouths is Dabathati. And Dabathati is beautiful. A vast, marvelous mountain stronghold of a city. The vaulted ceilings are so tall that it hardly feels like we're inside the god spine. Birds roost on the highest spires of the carved stone terraces, their crying song dwarfed by the riot of noise on the ground level. And overhangs of rock jut out from the stone walls within the city. Um, their insides tunneled into to provide the bones for dwellings and other man-made structures, giving depth complexity, variety, and a sense of levels within the city. You also notice something very interesting, uh, which is waterfalls. Waterfalls gushing from natural crevasses in the stone with children frolicking in the shallow pools caused by the overflowing rush of water, sometimes slipping and falling onto the slick stone ground. And rivers form from this excess of water cut through the capital, dividing Dabathati into three distinct districts. The western district boasts wide, even swaths of stone, the training grounds for the city's day and night watch, as well as the Republic's military. A long line of fresh trainees jogs along a path that winds around their barracks while a day watch officer talks to an eager-looking young person outside of a recruitment office. Scarred mercenaries loiter on the stoops of adventurers' guilds, smoking hand-rolled cigarettes and shooting the breeze. And a shop owner carefully watches a shifty-eyed tiefling turning over the hilt of an ornate dagger within her specialty weapon store. This is the district of Vinash, or Destruction, home to the military affairs, war offices, and city watch headquarters of the Republic. The central district, known as Suraksha, is far less intimidating. We see a young couple considering the hand-carved wares of an overeager hawker, while a mother stands at the threshold of her home calling her child in for dinner, and a small crowd of irate citizens crowds a civil office, demanding to speak to the magistrate that's hold herself inside. An older woman sits on a park bench, reading a scroll and enjoying the gentle scent of a rose garden nearby that's open to the public. After all, Suraksha, the district of protection, is home to Dabathati's residential dwellings, market squares, public gardens, and civil offices. Last but not least, we have the eastern district, the district of Thristi or creation. Learned women pore over thick scrolls within marvelous marble libraries, while the clang of metal on metal alerts us to nearby smiths practicing their craft. 
a gathering of distinguished-looking patrons lines up in front of an austere dance theater, and a solemn-looking young man strolls through an abstract sculpture garden comprised of tombs and shrines, examining the craftsmanship of the jali, or a kind of latticed uh, screen made of stone. Laboratories, bookstores, street magicians, and buskers, this is the lifeblood of Thristi, where the arts and sciences bloom. And towering above all of this, in the very center of the capital, its beating heart is the Senate House. A massive halveli with multiple floors, a strictly guarded perimeter, and perfectly manicured courtyards. But despite all this razzle and dazzle, there are signs of a city teeming with unease and trauma. Maybe it's the remnants of shattered rock that we see scattered across the floor. Maybe it's the proliferation of new construction sites. Or maybe it's the entrances to the Ujval mines at the very back of the city, where Dabathati ends and the god spine begins. Or maybe it's just the air here, thick, heavy, and seething with unrest. What do the four of you do? Are there guard booths? So you can sort of see across the Kagunya Canyon. You're on the other side still. All you see are sort of these like wooden suspension bridges. Some are like very big and sturdy looking, probably enchanted. I can admit like large caravans even. Others are skinny enough to just be foot bridges across. You do see a lot of people though. There's a lot of people all trying, all like crowding around the mouths, trying to get across the canyon. I haven't been back here in four years, but if Oka was coming back into the mines, what path would they have taken to get in? It's just one of the suspension bridges, and he would have gone straight in through one of the mouths. Then I think that's what Oka kind of like nods and steadies himself a little bit and uh, just starts going towards them. Dewey mm. will follow confidently. Yeah, V sort of like makes sure she's straightened up, looks presentable, and follows behind, like as if, you know, with a purpose. Manaya is going to wait for. Costas to go behind V and then bring up the rear. The five of you walk toward one of these suspension bridges. Are you taking a footbridge or are you taking a water bridge? A footbridge. Okay, uh, you take a footbridge. There's a lot of people. So if you're going to wait, it's going to take like a few hours to get across. It's turning into evening. I'd have to make a pretty immense strength roll to carry people on my back as I fly, right? Yes, you would. Especially cool. a seven and a half foot tall. No, no, we could let Costas yeah, no. fall. Right. <laughs> yeah. I might become someone else who would probably maybe get people to move all the way. Listen, friends, I could try to do some stuff to get us through this line a little faster, if you don't mind. I don't want anyone falling. Yes, I would be as careful as can be. I'm going to cast Disguise Self okay. to become a Burly-esque gentleman. Looks like a bit of a warrior. Big red beard, goes by the name of Ronnie. And uh, I'm just going to muscle my way to the front line and be like, Hey, everybody move! We've got we've got some important people here. Just move it! Move along! Move, move! Important people, move out of the way! And just like, try to intimidate in my performance, people. Okay, roll intimidation. As you storm to the front of this line, you're trying to shove past people and intimidate them into, into making way for you. I would like to use my point of inspiration. Yes, you will. <laughs> oh my god. Erica? Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. What'd you get? Erica, no! Erica, what did you get? I got a 
Six. Okay, with a six, a few people scatter, you know, a few cowardly people looking, cowardly looking people scatter, but a few stay. Specifically, a group of dragonborn. And they're all a white dragonborn, actually. And they all sort of look like maybe they're like related in some way or they like know each other. It's actually in Andake rather odd for people to group together based on their species because, you know, race-based stuff doesn't really exist here. So this is, first of all, this already is odd. And second of all, like these dragonborn sort of like look at you. One of them is particularly large. A V, I don't think you recognize any of them, uh, but one of them is particularly okay. large and has sort of like a, a gar across uh, his snout. He swaggers up to you as Ronnie, right? He says, who the fuck do you think you are? We got here first, you can't cut the line. Well, you know what, friend? We could be totally friends. We could uh, let's get in from the line together. We don't know you. We're not gonna let you cut in with us. How about I buy you a drink afterwards? A, tr a drink? You think a drink yeah. is gonna buy you passage into Dabathon? You don't even know anyone in the city. You're just a freeloader. Do I know anybody? Come on, I know the whole freaking city from top to bottom. I know noble people. I know the scum of the earth. Look at me. Do you not think I've seen some people in my life? Uh, I'm sure you've seen <laughs> people in your life, like we all have. But listen, listen, man, you can't just cut the line. We're, we're all waiting. We've been waiting for hours, and it's not cool. And like one of the yeah. other dragonborns goes, yeah, it's not cool. Look, you're obviously people here that would... I think we can do business together to get inside before it gets dark. Do you know what's inside out here in the dark? Uh, yeah, and we don't intend to find out even more. What do you mean, business? And this dragonborn sort of like, uh, like is starting, is trying to uh, scrutinize you. So what's the contest, contesting to see through an illusion? Inspecting appearance and must succeed on intelligence, aka investigation, okay. against 13. You're a big guy, I'll give you that. But, uh, <laughs> but our boss is even bigger. So if you if you if you know what's good for you, you bet you better back off. Well, you know what? I'd like to have a word with your boss. I don't appreciate your attitude. Oh, you want a word with our boss? Oh, 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 this this guy's asking for trouble. You know what? Let's let him come in. Let's let's bring him to the boss man himself. Have him give him a whipping. All right, all right. I could do that. Okay. What's your name, twerp? My name's Ronnie. What's your name, you little maggot? <laughs> My name's Armand. And, uh, you know what? We're gonna... Severit's gonna get a kick out of this. Come on, you and the rest of y'all. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, V is certainly very quiet. Um, um, she's a little... V, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> v doesn't have words. Uh, v cast message into Oka and be like, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? Are you coming or what? Flinches? <laughs> All right, you leave uh, me. I'm right, I'm right, I'm coming. <laughs> Are the rest of you going to follow V? I guess. guess. So. Oka and Edmund and I are like, absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> <laughs> but Dewey's like, okay. I mean, we're going together. I'm going with, with at least. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I think Oka's trying to play it like they're not with oh B, God. but they are going to follow. 
Okay. Okay. Roll dexterity, Oka. The rest of you don't have to. These dragonborn, there's a four of them. Uh, the biggest one, uh, Armando was the one who was talking to you. Uh, he sort of goes, all right, get out of the way, y'all. We've been waiting long enough. It's time for us to go. Uh, and he sort of, with his huge bulk, uh, forges a path through this footbridge uh, across for you and your party. Uh, what did you get, Oka? Uh, an unnatural 20. Yeah, you're able to follow pretty much right on their tail. Like you don't, you you accomplish what you set out to accomplish perfectly. And I'm gonna I'm gonna reply to V's message and be like, "What the fuck is going on? What the hell is wrong with you? Stop yelling in my head." Uh, v is gonna cast message back and be like, "This is not good. This is very not good." Hey, hey, Connie. Yes. It's not important, and I don't care. But how tall are these dragonborn, and how tall is Ronnie here? <laughs> v, how tall is Ronnie? Ronnie is about V's height. Uh-huh. The way this guy self works is like, if I'm bigger than myself, like people can just put their hands right through that excess. So Ronnie is, is a little bit more burly than V is naturally, but in terms of height in general, shape is very similar to V in That's size. Arman, the big, big one with the scar, uh, is about 6'5". So you're, you're still taller, Manaya. <laughs> You're still taller, don't worry. So you're telling me there's a chance. There's, there's intimidate <laughs> check. Intimidate you're, check. You're gonna you're gonna try to intimidate him? No, not, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Eventually your party makes you you like a lot of people grow up, okay, hey, you can't cut the line, but they sort of like fall silent at Arman's like glare. Eventually your party makes it the makes you know, it's only been an hour since you first saw Dabathati and you're already across the footbridge, uh, and you are standing at the base of the Three Mouths. And you see now that the portcullis, a massive portcullis, as big, you know, as big as the mouths, are like halfway drawn in all three mouths, which Oka, you know, is unusual. Um, and you also see there's like huge throngs of people in front of each three mouths, and you see a bunch of a huge day watch presence and night watch. They're preparing for the shift, it appears, uh, in front of like each three of the mouths, and they seem to be like vetting very heavily this throng of people. Like a lot of people are really angry. There's a lot of shouting. There's like people even like sitting down. They seem to be like camping out in front of the city for the night, you know, like who have, people who have been turned away. Uh, and Arman and the other white dragonborn, uh, they lead your group uh, toward the, the, um, toward the west. Uh, the elf, the elf mouth, toward the west. Uh, they, like, cut through the crowd, they do the same thing that they did on the footbridge, they, like, they, like, they're like, out of the way, move! Um, until they finally make it to the front. They like, push past a halfling farmer who goes, hey, you can't just push people around like that! Uh, and the other, the smaller dragonborn goes, huh, guess what we just did! Uh, and they make, they're like bullies, uh, they make you, they make their way all the way to the front and you see a day watch officer sort of, uh, guard dressed in the black, gold, and red of the Republic of Talmud, sort of look at these dragonborn and without even asking for papers, they just nod and let the dragonborn through. And like, everyone goes, hey, you didn't even ask for papers, you know, like, what are, what are you doing? The guard goes, hey, 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 we know these guys, all right? We don't know you guys. We know these guys, we're gonna let them through. The dragonborn say, they're with us, and like sort of jerk at the rest of you. I'm able to kind of like slip in behind them. Okay, yeah, that's fine. With your check from earlier with a 20, that's totally fine. Uh, So the five of you, I'm just gonna refer to you as your party and Costas, finally step through the huge mouth 
of the entrance into Dabathati and you see the city that I described earlier, the hustle and the bustle. Here you're in the district of Vinash or destruction. This is where a lot of military offices are, adventurers guilds for instance, and the dragonborn seemed to be leading the five of you toward one such guild. You see like a few scarred like fighters outside. Not all of them are dragonborn, but a lot of them are. Not all of them are white, but of the dragonborn that are there, all of them are um, like, you see like a green one and a red one outside. And they seem to like know who Ottoman are and they nod and they sort of eye your group as Ottoman enters. How closely are the dragonborn watching us behind them? Very. Dewey, were you going to try to attempt something? I want no part in this. Yeah, but I think I'm going to actually one by one, each of y'all cast message and be like, I, I, I've got, I've got to go in here. I understand if you don't want to go in here, you can, if you want to try to get out of here, that just let me know and I'll say something to these people. So well, I want to leave you behind. V as Ronnie is going to sort of stop for a second to the guards and be like, Hey, before we see your boss, um, I'd, I think I'd rather be a little bit uh, one-on-one meeting. Uh, my friends here are a little bit uh, shy. I'd rather meet him alone if that's all right. Huh. Cowards. Fine. Meet him alone. Doesn't matter. Bring your buddies. Doesn't matter. He's gonna kick the shit out of all of you. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah, uh, we're gonna stick around and watch, watch him kick your ass. So uh, the rest of you can do whatever. Consider this your free ticket in, but at the cost of this this asshole, this redheaded asshole getting his ass kicked. Oka, uh, watch Dewey going in. <laughs> uh, Oka, you're gonna babysit Dewey uh, outside, <laughs> outside the house. Dewey and I are gonna make a plan outside. Don't okay. worry about it. Okay. And Manaya and V, you walk in. Dewey. And Oka, because the two of you are lingering outside, you have some time to take it in. You see a sigil, probably the guild's like uh, icon, uh, set above the house, and you notice that it resembles a fist. Uh, but there's something about this fist that is interesting. First of all, it seems to be kind of rainbow-colored. Uh, why don't the two of you roll religion for me? Gay dragonborn. Yeah, there's just a bunch Ooh. of bears. <laughs> <laughs> is it uh, bad rolls? I got a seven. Thirteen seven. Okay. Yeah, Dewey, nothing else really stands out to you. This probably just looks like the icon of their guild. Oka, with your 13, you've noticed something. um, The rainbow is unusual, but the way that the fist is twisting, something about like the way it's presented feels familiar to you. And it takes you a moment, but you remember reading about Skad and Nectus in a scroll, perhaps when you were younger. And bagpipes represent Nectus, and a fist usually represents Skad. And the way that this fist is twisted is almost identical to the one you recall reading in your scroll. But again, similar to when you met with the copper stewards, it is extremely sacrilegious to worship one lover over the other. They're always depicted in pairs. The rainbow is unusual, though. Okay, interesting. V and Manaya, the two of you walk in and you see like, there seem to be multiple stories to this um, house. There's like a bar on the ground floor as well as like tables where people are like playing craps, you know, and like all sorts of like gambling games. None of them spare you a glance as you walk in, but they all sort of look at the dragonborn who walked in. They go, oh, hey, Arman, like whatever. And they like greet him. And then Arman goes, huh, all right, prepare to meet your fucking maker. Uh, And the other dragonborn go, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're, they all, they lead you toward a staircase. V is, uh, looks back at Manaya a bit and actually doesn't even cast message this time, but like, just gives a look like, I got this. 
and then like heads towards the stairwell. Manai gives a reassuring nod. You reach a second landing, which seems to have fewer people, but they continue to lead you up to a third landing. And when you reach the top of this landing, all there really is is like a long hallway with a door at the end. Uh, and you notice uh, paintings, like de- like all like decorating both walls of this hallway, paintings that depict uh, dragons, red, blue, white, black, green dragons. Uh, but of them, the white dragon is the most prominently featured. Armana and the other dragonborn lead you down this hallway, and there's like huge double oak doors, right? And like the handles look like a carved carved fist at the top and a dragon scowling at the bottom. Armand says, huh, get ready for your ass to become grass, fucker. <laughs> and he, 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 opens, he, opens, he opens the double doors. And there is a vast study with a huge glass windows at the end that overlook the street and bookshelves on either side with like those big ladders that you use to like get up on bookshelves. And standing at the far end of the study behind a mahogany desk with his back toward uh, you, is another white dragonborn dressed in a crisp suit. And he is the biggest of them all. He has his hands clasped behind his back and he's looking out over the street. Uh, and Armand says, hey boss, uh, we, we got some fuckers that, uh, that uh, you should uh, beat up. Manaya crosses her arms. Oh boy, here we go. No, no, he's not gonna say anything yet. Okay, you stay silent. Uh, this biggest dragonborn, dressed in the dapper suit, black suit, contrasting against his white scales, doesn't even turn around, but with his hand still behind his back, he says, What the hell are you talking about, Armon? You know, you say we always want to show the strength of the order, you know, so here are some guys you can, you can beat up. And this dragonborn pauses, and then Armon keeps talking, right? He's like babbling a little bit. He seems a little nervous. He goes, is... Are you something wrong, boss? Should I not have sent them in here? I mean, they were they were dissing you. They were dissing us. They were dissing our... Uh, and he begins to levitate in the air, uh, like he's choking, and his limbs begin to thrash a little. And the other dragonborn that were with him cower. Um, and you just notice the dragonborn behind the mahogany desk, his his a single claw is raising. Then he flicks his wrist and Audubon goes flying against one of the bookshelves and he crashes into it and he, he, he slumps to the ground and goes <coughs> and he's coughing and coughing. Um, and this leader, Severt, turns around and fixes one golden eye upon both you, V, and you, Manaya. Uh, and he says, I thought I told you I didn't want to be disturbed. Uh, and then his gaze settles like ice over the two of you. Get out. While still looking very much like Ronnie, V is <laughs> going to say with her normal V voice, you've uh, gained a little more power since the last time we met. Uh, the dragonborn blinks in complete surprise. A shock for a moment crosses his face. And for a moment, like his composure drops a little. But then he like very quickly like zips his composure back up and like a smile spreads, like a like a carnivorous smile spreads across um, his dragon-like visage. And he goes, hm. V, you look different.
Uh, v is going to start walking towards Sievert, and uh, Ronnie's going to slowly melt away and melt in back into V. Okay. Ooh, that's such a cool thing. Okay. And um, mm-hmm. you are so lucky that I do not destroy you this very moment. Okay, Manaya, are you standing inside the study or outside of it, beyond the threshold? Where did the dragon born take us? Pretty much right at the doorway. It's your choice whether you want to be inside the study or outside of it. Manaya is standing just in the doorway, ready to ready to leave, but also ready to intercept if V's bluff doesn't go well. Uh, Manaya, you feel, you are the one who feels most prominently a gust of icy wind rushing down this hallway that blows the double doors shut. And uh, Ottoman in the corner is just sort of, ugh. He seems like concussed. He's like not really responding. Severed goes, to be honest, I haven't thought about you at all. I suppose you're just another loose end I need to tie. And he cracks his knuckles. The day that I woke up and found that you took everything I had from me, I died that day and I am considered an untrustworthy person, so I believe me, I understand that I deserve that lack of trust, but what no one knows about their old friend V is that I am the way that I am only because I've had all of my ability to trust ripped away from me, and I have you to thank for Severed smile only grows, and he says, you're welcome, darling. Uh, and we're going to roll initiative God damn for it. the next session. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Transplaner. Please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. Music is by Connie Chong, CIS, and Fezlian Studios, used with permission. Audio mixing is done by Mike Graham. Give Mike a follow on Twitter at OMikeGram. That's O-H, Mike, M-I-K-E, Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M. New podcast episodes drop every other Tuesday. If you can't wait that long, tune into our live stream Saturdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Twitch at TransplanerRPG. Also, toss us a follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at TransplanerRPG. We also have a Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res art, and much, much more. And finally, a very special thank you to our Patreon paragons. Abigail Rytel, Azra, Brooke Bright, Charles, Cora Eckert, Lex Slater, Moonflower T, Purple Mouse, and Risa. <laughs> <laughs>